Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I want to appreciate you so much, wherever you are listening from. Thank you for being a part of this space where we can grow together and certainly learn together. This is the space where we are intentional about developing leaders, that you become the person that God has ordained you to become. I believe that there's a leader emerging in all of us, and it's really about just having a little intentionality about what is it that God wants me to do, how he wants me to do it. And so as leaders, we lead people, and that is a great stewardship and responsibility, and I want to help you become the best leader you can. Let me tell you, I am so, so excited to have you connect with me. First of all, on Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram, also josephwalker3.org. You can go to our website, find out more information about us. And of course, if you'd like to invite us to come in for a conference or to share, we love to do that. In that space, you can get the information, also get our books and content. I want to encourage you also to share this podcast with as many people as you can. It would mean everything to us if you did. I want you to share it. Please do, because I believe that if you share it, it helps us to reach a million people that we're trying to reach to get this into the hands and the hearts of people who are serious about leadership. I want today to discuss something I'm very passionate about. Those of you that have been listening to my podcast know that I'm very passionate about finances and helping us to think about our financial future. How do we protect it? You know, one of the things as leaders we have to think about is our future. I have been saddened to see people give their entire lives for a company or a ministry, but don't end well because of poor financial decisions or lack of planning. It is incredibly important as a leader that you begin with the end in mind, that you're thinking about your financial future and how you want to land so you're not working your whole life just to work. This is an important conversation, ladies and gentlemen. It's really about using wisdom regarding money. Money is passing through your hands and it's important that you know what to do with it. And that's why the first thing I want to share with you is about research doing the research, making certain that you understand the financial market, making sure you understand how finances work. You see, there are a lot of people that are making money but don't know how money makes money. And a part of that is really putting yourself in a space like this and others with financial advisors or going to conferences or going and taking a class, understanding finances, because it's a fascinating thing, understanding how yield work and how Rule 72 works and understanding stocks and bonds and the difference and understanding mutual funds and understanding a variety of different ways in which one can invest. A lot of different things out there. And if you don't really understand, things are being thrown at you and you make unnecessary decisions because our people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So research is key to make sure you do all your research to understand. Let me understand the difference between this and that. Let me understand short-term and long-term goals, et cetera. Let me put it all together so that I 
can be an effective leader who understands how to protect my financial future. Now, I want to revisit what I just shared because the first part is research, but the second part is really thinking through my long-term and short-term goals. What are your goals here? You have to be clear that this is really, and think about it for a moment, it's really a marathon, not a sprint. You have to say, what are my short-term goals? And let me lay these out. You know, is it the acquisition of a building or if it's, you know, making certain that I'm, you know, getting the right content or the right equipment or et cetera that I need for my business, my ministry to function? What are my long-term goals? Is it acquiring separate properties? What is it? You have to be clear that you don't make your long-term goals your short-term goals and you get ahead of yourself or you make your short-term goals long-term goals and they never come to fruition. See the difference? So one of the things that I want to encourage you to do is to write down what are your short-term goals. What are they? Write down those financial things. And then what are your long-term goals? Is it building a retirement, building an educational fund for your children, et cetera? So make sure that you clearly delineate between short-term and long-term goals. Because when you do that, you don't allow things to disrupt the plan. Let me tell you, people that have a plan, plan to win, plan to be successful. People without a plan is a plan to fail. So I want to make sure you do that, right? I want to make sure you do that. Now, watch this. Number three, I want you to think about your equity position. In every leadership position I've ever held, as a pastor of a church, as a presiding bishop in a full gospel Baptist church fellowship, on the board of TSU, Tennessee State University here in Nashville, Tennessee, the board of Meharry Medical College, the board of a bank, the thing that rises to the forefront often is what is our equity position? What is our cash position? You have to think about that individually as well as corporately. If you're going to be effective as a leader in understanding how to plan for your financial future, you have to build equity. <laughs> your cash position must be strong. Why? Because you need to be in a position to leverage that for other kinds of investments or loans or et cetera. I believe that when you build equity, you build cash value, you can use that in so many different ways. You'd be amazed at how many people have very poor equity positions. They have no savings whatsoever. When I talk about this, when I talk about this, I'm talking about how do you create a savings, man? What are you sitting on that's liquid? What can you do with that? How do you have an emergency fund? The last thing you want to be is one generator or one flat tire or one air conditioner going out and it shuts everything down because you can't afford to get it fixed. So having a strong equity position works in every area of your business and your finances because if your cash is strong, you can leverage it without even having to spend that money. You can actually use other people's money, borrowing it, if you will, at lower interest rates in order to leverage what you have in the case of an emergency. So it's very important that you do that. Now, let's be clear. Here's number four. Let's eliminate debt. Now, debt is not your friend. Let's be very clear. One of the things that I'm incredibly thankful for in our church in Nashville, we recently became completely debt-free ministry. What does that mean? We had a strong equity position and we could have held up paying off some of the debt and paid off our main debt. But we decided to clear the slate to create opportunities to redirect those funds toward things that matter versus monuments. 
you have to think about this in your own life and the life of your business. When you think about the credit card debt you have and you look at the percentage rate in the very thin print, 17%, 21%. Think about that for a moment. Nobody wants to do that. But you're paying back you know, a significant amount of money beyond what you've actually borrowed. You want to make sure that you're still not paying for the shoes you brought last Christmas, this Christmas. You know, you want to be able to eliminate debt so that you can function from a strong equity position and be able to leverage your credit to get points or whatever, but still be able to pay it off at the end of the month. Jay-Z said this, and I agree with it. If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. <laughs> Let that sink in. If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. So it's important as we think about this, how important is it to clear debt? So start with the smaller credit cards first, right? Take those credit cards and sort of paying those off, doubling up. And then once you get one paid off, cut it up, go to the next one, take the payment you were paying on that one and pay on this one. You see, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. Now, all debt is not bad debt. There's some debt that's at such a low percentage rate that the amount of investments you make is really greater than the amount of debt you have. For example, let's assume that you had $10,000 of debt and you were paying 2% interest on the debt. Let's say if it was a student loan and the interest rate was 2%. Let's say if you then had $10,000 and you put it in the market and the market, say, was yielding 8%. Well, it's wiser to put the money in the market because as a 6% variable, meaning that the 2% that you're paying on the student loan chops into the 8% yield you just invested, but you still come out on top with 6%. So even if you took 2% of the yield you made from the 10,000 you invested and put on the debt, you still will have 4% gain. So in essence, what you end up doing is using the interest you made on the initial investment to pay off the debt while still maintaining growth on the principal amount that you invested. I think you got that. So it's very important to know how to clear debt, how to get debt out of the way. And this is very, very important. And here's the other thing I want you to get. This is very important now. I want you to learn how to avoid get-rich-quick schemes. This doesn't happen overnight. There are a lot of people that are going to approach you with ideas. They're going to say, hey, this investment here will pay, you know, 20% on your money. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's no such thing as get rich quick schemes. It's over time. It's consistency. So what you need to do is avoid these kind of very emotional responses to investment. Do the research and make sure you are being led by wisdom and the financial advisor that can help you chart a path forward that you're not gullible to these things that tell you in five years we will quadruple your money or things like that. You have to use wisdom now because there's a lot of folks out there with a lot of you know gimmicks and scams in order to make you believe something that does not exist. It doesn't happen overnight. Investment takes time, but the time is well worth it, right? All right, here's number six, living by a budget. I've said this on so many occasions about acting your wage, but a budget is really a direction. You're giving your money a directive. 
You're telling your money, here is the map and here's where you're going in order to reach our destination. A lot of people don't have a budget. So you wake up and you just randomly spend and you're not giving your money any directives or where to go. See, a budget should look like this. And I, I speak this because, you know, as a pastor, I'm always wanting people to understand what it really means to put God first in your finances, right? So think about it. In your business, in your personal life, in your contract, whatever you're working with, look at it like this, okay? Let's say if you get $100,000, right? Off the top, 10000 of that belongs to God. I'm giving God that. That's my tithe. And then I my taxes. Uncle Sam's going to take that. Now I have to begin to figure out what are my bills? What are my mortgage? What is my electric? What, so I allocate for that. And then I want to pay myself. I want to have a certain amount of money, percentile, that I am investing into myself, into my future, into my business. I want you to be thinking about that 30 percentile of money that you get in. How can I invest 25 to 30% of the money I have to pull back into my business, to pull back into my family, my children, et cetera, for the long term. This is so important. So you're not living out of your front pocket. So why is this important? Because when you have a budget, it tells the money where to go. I tell people all the time, you know, I used to use the brown bag method when I was in college. I used to tell my money like, okay, this is my money for rent. This is the bag for entertainment. This is the bag for books, et cetera. So when I would Reach in the bag. And there was nothing there. I wouldn't take money for rent and put in my entertainment. No, when it's gone, it's gone. So you have to know the discipline of a budget. A lot of people don't have the discipline, but it takes discipline if you're going to be effective. You got to live by a budget because a budget tells your money where it's going. When you do that, that's strong in terms of a financial decision you're making. Let's review before I go to my seventh principle today. And first of all, we talked about research, doing your research, studying the market. I'm not a financial advisor, but I study enough market to understand finances. I know investment. I understand the stock market, mutual funds. I understand how money works. I understand how yields work, CDs, et cetera. So study it. Do the research. Take a deep dive. After all, this is your financial future we're talking about. And then I want to make sure you have long-term and short-term goals. I want you to take that paper out or take that computer, write short-term goals and long-term goals. Whatever they are, whatever they are for your personal life, for your business, put them down there. It gives you something to work toward. It helps you understand where you're trying to go. And while you have those goals, you want to build, number three, a strong equity position, a strong cash position for emergency or et cetera. This is why every single person should have at least three months worth of emergency, three months of rent or mortgage, three months cardinal, three months of whatever. So if something were to happen, you know for three months for sure, you'll have time to reposition yourself for something else. All right, number four, we talked about clearing debt. Let's get out of the debt trap. Let's make sure we just completely wipe out as much debt as we can and let's use good debt to leverage it so that we're able to still accomplish our goals. There's nothing like being debt-free. When you're debt-free, you're not a prisoner. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing. The Bible says, right, that we're not the borrower, but we should be the lender, that we're in a different position. We have a different understanding of what this looks like. So I want you to get to a place where you, 
you don't romanticize debt, but that you get those credit cards paid off, get all that debt behind you so you can free up equity, free up cash to do the things that you need to do. Then avoid these get-rich-quick schemes. Get away from them. There's nothing good that's going to come from them. Make sure you're not moved by your emotions, but you're moved by research and wisdom. And then live by a budget. Live by a budget. I hope this is helping somebody. Live by a budget, all right? This is important, very important, that you live by a budget. Now, let me help you get this, right? I want you to also think about proper insurance coverage. Proper insurance coverage is really about making certain that I have adequate insurance. A lot of people just have burial insurance but don't have life insurance. And what's the point? Saving your whole life up just to put you in the ground. You got to leave something behind, right? And so it's important that you learn how to leverage insurances for investments because there are certain policies where you can actually invest in the insurance policy and then there's a limited amount of tax exposure you have. I encourage you to talk to a tax professional or a financial advisor in that regard. But making sure for your company, for your life, you have proper insurance. Do you have an umbrella policy? Have you talked to your agent about what that looks like, your insurance agent about an umbrella policy? Why do you need that? Because as your business expands, your brand expands. So it's different. Somebody falls at your house, it's different because it's not like anybody else's house. It's because of who you are. Now you have a certain level of exposure, but an umbrella policy can cover you and pay out those different claims versus you having to worry about paying those things out of your pocket. Umbrella policy is a blessing on so many levels. But then thinking about an inheritance, here's the deal. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. I want you to really process what that means. Leaving an inheritance here means that I want to make sure at the end of the day that I'm leaving something substantial. I'm not just leaving stuff, but I'm leaving strategy. I'm leaving a system, right? I'm leaving the substance that allowed me to attain what I attained. It's important that we understand what that literally means. God has always blessed from one generation to the next. And your business, you have to realize, has to be an inheritance. The property needs to be an inheritance for your children's children. You have to position yourself while you are making purchases, that those purchases, they basically grow over time and not lose value because you don't want to pass your children something that has no value. You want to pass your children something that increases in value because that's what an inheritance really is. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's just important as leaders that we are thinking about our finances. We're putting God first in it and we're letting all these things flow out properly so that we can be in a better position to do the things that we have to do. You've got stuff to get done. You can't do it if you don't have the capital to do it. Your equity positioning matters. So I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast today. And I hope something I said stimulates you to go out, talk to someone in your area, talk to a financial advisor, talk to someone who specializes in insurance and investment, Talk to someone that specializes in taxes. Get this thing together, but make sure you put God first. I don't care if it's a million dollars or $10 million. Give God his 10%, and that's how you'll see everything begin to align. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III. I pray you've been blessed. Until next time, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. 
also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting.